I need change in my life. You know what I mean? I need something new. I need something fun. I need six inches of rough. What is up, everybody? Now, if you're watching on the YouTube page, which um, you should be, which you should be, YouTube's cool. YouTube is cool. And, and we're cool. For, and the link for that is in our bio on Instagram. Uh, but if you are watching on YouTube, you're probably wondering, Brian, why are you wearing sunglasses in a dimly lit bedroom? And that is because something pretty cool happened this weekend. I don't know if you people know this. Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship, and I am in my my daddy Phil attire. Okay, not only that, but it gets better when I stand up. Do I have black shorts on? Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm also wearing black shoes, like Phil Mickelson. Yes, I am. And why are the calves so exposed, Brian? That's because Papa Phil said so. <laughs> that is one Philip Alfred. Mickelson. Alfred, I did not know Alfred his name. Began golfing at 18 months old, has a pilot license because his dad was a Navy pilot, was a four-time All-American at Arizona State University, and was inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame in 2012 at 50 years of age. Phil Mickelson, big lefty himself, has won the PGA Championship and people I am so excited about this. I was wondering why he wore aviators. I guess it's because he has his pilot's license. I guess, but also because he's the coolest man on tour. That's just... I don't know that I can completely agree with that, but he's he's pretty cool. Dude, my man is dripping. So it is, could be raining on a golf course, and he's still wearing aviators for no reason. Phil, just there's no he can. sun outside. Just but cause just because he, he can, at 50 years old, win the PGA Championship, Oh my God, how exciting that was to watch. Uh, beating Louis Oosthuizen, very fun name again, uh, and Brooks Kepka, who both came T2 by two strokes. Phil Mickelson winning with a six underscore at the Kiowa Ocean Course in North Carolina to take home PGA Championship. And honestly, there's some other you know stories in here, especially in the top 10 to kind of get into, but just the fact that at 50 years old, you can win a championship like that after, you know, playing on the, ch- uh, the championship tour, uh, the champions tour, uh, playing on the champions tour. Basically, everybody talking about should you go into broadcasting? When is it time for Phil to retire? Phil goes, you want to know what? I'm done with this conversation. I've had enough. I'm just going to win a major and then everybody can shut up and we can go about our, our happy lives. And then I won't be allowed back on the senior tour. Exactly. Then I won't be back allowed for a couple more years. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick before we get too far into everything, um, I know you're excited, okay? But the people are excited. also excited to know what's going on this week, and I can't don't want to get too far out of can confirm everybody drink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for those that are not aware, there is a drinking game that goes along with this podcast, um, that uh, Gina decided to make up. Uh, it's that every time Brian says can confirm, you have to take a shot. So Get on that. Let us know how that little game goes for you if you make it to the end of the podcast. Yeah, I want to see if people get hammered from that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, May 26th, today you're listening to this. Wednesday, not Tuesday. Wednesday. Because we had a scheduling conflict with 
personal sleep. stuff. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a scheduling conflict with we, sleep. Let's get that. We were right. away this weekend. We went to Florida. We're back. Um, I golfed while we were there. We'll talk about that later. Anyway, May 26th, Wednesday, National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. Love blueberries. Love cheesecake. Oh, Shout out National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. May 27th, National Grape Popsicle Day. Don't like really grape all that much in popsicle form, but the only other thing going on on the 27th is National Cellophane Tape Day. And I don't really feel like that's National that Cellophane Tape yeah. Day. All right. I don't really know. All right. Um, the serial killer's favorite May holiday. May 28th is, is an all beef day. We got National Beef Burger Day, National Brisket Day, and National Hamburger oh, Day. God, brisket. So make sure you eat your beef oh. on May 28th. Um, May 29th. We're going to skip over because the only important thing going on that day is National Paperclip Day. Um, I respect that. Respect. And then, yeah, we don't really have anything after that. Monday is is Memorial Day. Um, we haven't talked about whether we'll be recording on that day or not, but I'm assuming we probably will be at night. Um, yeah. So we should be back on schedule next week. Mm-hmm. But those are the days of the week. We got Blueberry Cheesecake Day, um, Paperclip Day, Grand and uh, Self Fame Tape, tape day. day. Don't forget yeah. about that there, one. Can't, for, can't forget about that. Can't forget about it. Um, so yeah, we can get back into uh, your overexcitement for a fifty-year-old man winning on the, on the tour. <laughs> yes, correct. Uh, my overexcitement for Big Lefty winning a winning a major, not just winning on tour, but but a major. My friend got to hoist the PGA Championship. Did you know? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be downplaying it the whole episode. I'm just letting you know. I know. Now, I know. I'm still upset that Brooks lost. So. I'm I'm well I'm well aware, and that's okay because we have a whole Brooks segment later. So so you can have at it then, my friend. Uh, but I'm going to take my my old man lefty time here. Uh, did you know that part of Phil Mickelson's diet is half coffee, half fasting, basically? And during his fasting detox, he doesn't eat for one and a half days. Wait, is that is that what he does? He he just doesn't eat for one and a half days, and then all he does is drink coffee? Like he doesn't eat That's food it. or anything? No. <laughs> That's what the cinnamon is for. That's what the cinnamon is for. <laughs> does he Hunger have his suppressant. own? Does he have? Does he have his own coffee supplement brand? Yes. Do I own it? Yes. Do I put Do you? it? I didn't know you ended up. I didn't Hold know on. you got it. Do you have it? Hold on. This is exciting. I didn't know. I didn't know you actually had it with you. How much of this do you drink a day? Okay. Well, this is my this is my second shipment of uh. <laughs> the good stuff coffee for wellness that's pre-workout it's for coffee specifically it, it's pre-workout it, it is but it's for coffee <laughs> uh it's uh you put eight ounces uh in your coffee it has um mct oil organic uh cinnamon whatever organic cinnamon means and what is unorganic cinnamon i think is the question the, that's actually a very good point what is unorganic how do you cinnamon? have unorganic cinnamon I don't know. And you're also supposed to put uh, almond uh, milk in your in your coffee, but I don't like anything in my coffee. I pretty much take it just black, so I don't. Uh, that's probably why I don't hit bombs, actually. Now that that's back. probably that's, why it doesn't work, and I'm wasting my money on that's this. That's the reason. <laughs> I, I'm not wasting my money if I'm simply just supporting Phil the best I can. Okay? <laughs> uh, and, yes, he has a, a uh, an equation. Do you, do you know the equation? I do know the equation. I don't know if the people know the equation. Though. I don't know if the people know the equation either. So this equation is exactly how Phil goes about being Phil. So the equation is as follows. Uh, calves and coffee equals hitting bombs and hellacious seeds. 
which equals intimidation and victory. And yes, everybody, I do have that printed in my cube at work, which I will take a picture of for you tomorrow <laughs> and post it on the story on the Instagram. So stay tuned for that. And when I say tomorrow, you'll be listening to it the day of. So you'll see it today, basically. But uh, yeah, so and, uh, I have kind of uh, over exuberant love for the big man lefty. And, uh, you know, sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, Brian, you're not a lefty. You can't, you can't love this man as much as you do. But in fact, I can. I don't think because not being a lefty means you can't like him. That's true. But even better is that the man known as lefty has an entire brand of lefty stuff is actually right-handed and just plays golf left-handed. Yep. And just likes to make everyone feel like idiots when they find that out. Exactly. And, and the reason he did that is because his way of learning how to golf from his dad was mirroring his dad on the opposite side. His dad was a righty. So Phil stood across from his dad and mirrored everything lefty. Thusly golfing lefty lefty, which is so ridiculous for my brain to even comprehend. I guess it was easy for him because he started golfing at 18 months old. So. And we started golfing at 22, 22. years old. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Years, uh, not months. <laughs> oh, and also, hold on, hold the phone again. I have to get. Oh, we're holding the phone again. Yeah, hold the phone again. This is good podcasting. I wonder what we're getting now. This is this is totally off course. I have no idea what we're getting now. What do we have? Dremel. Okay, great. Uh, so I have my uh, my PM grind Callaway. We got a uh, we got a wedge. Fish. 58 degree uh, PM grind standing for Phil Mickelson grind. Cause he designed this club with Callaway. Um, is it a lefty club? No, no, it's been not. ripped off. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Phil Mickelson I, was not part of that design. They lied to you. No, he, I, I feel like he was like, Hey, I have fans who happen to be righties as well. Are you uh, sure? So let's also pander to Are them. Are you sure it wasn't just like F them righties? You, <laughs> Look, I'm trying to be pandered to by Phil Mickelson here, Rick. Okay, I I literally bought his coffee, which I'm sure he appreciates. I'm sure he appreciates seeing that that transaction going through, saying Brian Bigaman just bought your coffee supplement. That this is Brian Bigaman and one and thousands of others have just bought (laughs) coffee supplement. That's how it shows up on his transaction history. He's like, thanks, Brian Bigaman. (laughs) What a guy that Brian Bigaman kid. Who look at us? Who <laughs> Not me. Not me. Uh, yeah, this is what um, being overly obsessive about a golfer uh, looks like. So uh, those who are watching on YouTube, feel free to take a screenshot, send this to Phil, and uh, and have him listen, and hopefully he responds to us because he's very active on social media. Oh, hold those goodness. up again. Hold those up again. Let me Holding snap these up again. Let me snap a little. Let a me little just uh, picture here real quick. Okay. That's good. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Um, and also just to uh, keep going on about my, one of my favorite men of yeah, all let's, time. Let's keep hearing about it. I'm sure everybody wants to hear about it. So much more. <laughs> this is the, this is the last I'm thing. Sure, I no, I'm sure to... no one's tired of it yet. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure not. Uh, this is my last, this is my last thing to talk about here. Okay. Uh, and, and by the way, I know that there's a specific uh, John Murray who is in love with the amount of Phil conversation we're having right now. Uh, so you're welcome, John. Uh, anyways, his wife, tweeted do i follow his wife on twitter yes i do anyways oh are you talking um, about the text conversation yes we are <laughs> i love that so much exactly you're allowed so, to talk about it fantastic i'm glad <laughs> we, we discussed that um so tina mickelson his wife uh said on twitter 
while you guys are busy on golf on the golf course, I was busy fielding mom's nervous texts. Uh, that would be Phil Mickelson's mother. The text reads, Tina, text Phil and tell him just to par in. Don't hit bombs or activate calves. Just par. They will have <laughs> to catch him. He won't listen to his mother, so you have to text him. Hurry. <laughs> I need I need something real quick in order for this story to make sense. How old is Phil Mickelson's mom? I so Phil's fifty. I don't know how old. Okay, so Phil's Phil's mom. mom Phil's mom is Mary Mickelson. Um, let's see if her age is on here anywhere. Wonder if she has a Wikipedia. She isn't about. She doesn't have a Wikipedia though. How old do you think she is though? Like, because he's fifty. He's going to be turning fifty-one. Yeah, so I'm guessing somewhere in the mid to late seventies, if not the eighties, depending on. I'm just trying to. to I'm just trying to figure out because parent like our parents like people our parents age don't know how to text and that's a pretty well worded text like it was with shorthand i might add like it it, like text reads t which is is why which is why i asked when you originally showed it to me if it was actually from her yeah because i thought it might be one of those like fake ones that people make now that is tina that's really impressive so shout out to phil's mom well what was her name mary mary mickelson shout Shout out to to you mary for the great texting at whatever age you are. She's got to be at least 70. At least. I'm assuming she probably had him at least around 20, like early 20s, because that's when they were having kids then. Exactly. Um, So shout out to Barry for for knowing how to text at what we're going to assume is around 70 years old. And the last thing is uh, Tim Mickelson, Phil's younger brother, was on his bag during the PGA Championship, and I think that's kind of cool, a la Dustin Johnson. And uh, Austin, I, I, Austin Johnson, right? Yeah, I yes. think it's cool. But what's not cool is that no one else from his family was there. Did yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a little beat up. None of his family was there. Yeah, I, like, I don't sucks. know if it was just a travel issue thing or like or what's going on. Maybe they were like, he's not going to win this. Let's plan something this weekend. Let's plan and something this weekend something going on. And they were like, sorry, we can't make it because we planned something. We assumed you'd be here with us on Sunday. <laughs> um <laughs> We kind of already booked your flight, Phil. I don't know yeah, where so you get off you winning want us to every cancel day. That or, um, you want us to so yeah, that's that's kind of messed up. Um, yeah, that did have confidence in Phil to win, though. That guy that put a hundred dollars on him to win and won twenty five thousand. Yes, in Vegas. Good for that guy. Good for that. Guy. I wish my sports betting was that good, but it's not even close. God, we suck at sports betting. I just lose money consistently. Like I'll be like constantly. I'll be like, let me just put in a few more dollars, and then I'll be like, this bet is plus 27,000. Let me put $5 on it real quick. Cause that's definitely going to hit. No, for sure. Um, just yeah. like Phil winning. Duh. We don't need to talk about me losing money on sports betting. Um, we can get into other stuff, on <laughs> which I did lose like $10 on. Cause I bet on literally everybody except for Phil to win. Um, that so would, yeah. <laughs> did not end well for me. That, that obviously did not end well for you, but yes, there was other golf that happened around Phil winning. Um, I did have money on on my man Brooks, so that yes. kind of, that one kind of stung. Brooks was in the final pairing on Sunday. Uh, came just a bit short, going two over on the day. If he had gone two under, we would have playoff golf. But oh, uh, he ended up going, yeah, he ended up going two over on Sunday to be two strokes behind Lefty himself at he just, four under. 
he just couldn't figure it out. That was the issue with Brooks this weekend. He just couldn't figure it out. His drives mm-hmm. were all over the place. Yeah. He just he wasn't playing consistently enough golf. He had that seven on was it the second hole, I think. He he started off with yes. a birdie and everybody was like, Whoa, this is crazy. Like we're about to have a great day of golf. And then he got a seven on the next hole. I was like, Oh, never mind. And then he just he couldn't really get it back together until like fifteen. No, yeah. And then and he I kind thought of, I thought when uh, Phil went bogeys back to back, I was like, "This is this is it. This is when it happens." This is competition he's, now, yeah. He's led for four days, and this is where he blows up. This is when yeah. It, this is when so, it um, I don't I don't know what was going on there. I don't know if he was just kind of out of it or if the whole. I mean, obviously, everybody there was for the most part rooting for Phil because everybody wanted to see a fifty-year-old win win a major. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was part of the distraction factor that made him not play his best, but he didn't play like necessarily horrible golf. If you take away that double bogey and that's a par, he shot even on the day, which is good at yeah. this course. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just that one hole that messed him up. Like maybe he, maybe if he makes a par on that hole, he doesn't, he doesn't have any more bogeys or like he shoots a bunch more birdies and this is a completely different story. Mm-hmm. That's just not what happened. Phil managed no. to do um, what nobody else has done before. Um, I saw a Literally pretty funny zero. meme um, yeah. with Jack Nicholas um, sending him like a letter congratulating him. And it was like underneath the surface, he was like crying because another one of his <laughs> records has fallen. <laughs> it's true. I really do feel like he's a, he's a salty old man at this point. He, he has to be. I mean, he's just watching his records fall like one by one. Well, the other thing too, Tiger too. The other one, Phil. the other thing too is, is now he's getting double teamed because before it was just Tiger. Tiger was the one taking down all the records, doing everything. And then Phil was just like, hey, guess what? I'm also here. <laughs> I'm still going to do stuff. Out of so... nowhere. Out of nowhere. He had no top 20s this year. He wasn't at... even in the top 20 at all this year. Now, as you find... said. He had, what, 120, like, six FedEx Cup points going into this weekend? Yes, very low. Um... Like, pretty much insignificant. I mean, he he barely moved up in the standings. That's how little. Yeah, that's how little, little he, amount of points he has. He points on on events and and like you said on sunday phil from the clouds because that's literally what it was is Uh phil from the clouds uh absolutely ridiculous performance i got to comment on another very good performance from an individual who is going to be this week's nice round oh snap which is your boy Harry Higgs. Heck yeah. Yes. Uh coming in T4 tied with Paul in his Casey. First major appearance. In his first major appearance. That's insane to me. That is that's absolutely like insane. Taurus insane to me. That is swag. That is swag. And that's what that man carries is just outrageous swag. I watched this video on Instagram the other day of Harry Higgs, and he was uh he was with Matthew Wolf and they were putting. And Matt was like going into like all the angles he uses or whatever, and and how he likes to line up his putts and whatnots. And and Phil goes, or not Phil, um, sorry. Uh, and mm-hmm. Harry, Harry Higgs goes, no, no, not really. I just kind of I, I look at the hole, and I I, I kind of figure out like where where it's going left or right, and and then I I literally just take the ball to the hole. That's the whole point of putting is putting the ball in the hole. I love that because that's how but, I put. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he's like, literally, like, I think I think of it as like shooting a basketball. I am trying to put the ball in the hoop. In this case, I'm trying to put the ball in the hole. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. I love that energy because that's the energy I need uh, to make myself feel better about how horrendously I read greens because it works for somebody and we know it does. So and let me let me say this real quick. 
this this tournament is probably going to go down as one of the most iconic tournaments of I would say the 2000s. It's definitely going to be top 5. I mean, I would you, say so. You saw you saw the crowds falling behind Phil Mickelson. And let me let me let me go through this real quick because honestly, I just looked through it um somewhat recently, like not even like after the tournament and stuff like that because there was just so much hype going around Phil and Brooks just battling it out and Louie having a great weekend um, yes. had a chance at multiple opportunities. Phil had a five shot lead at one point at multiple points in the tournament and only won by two strokes. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so he had a great weekend, but I'm going to go through the top 10 here real quick, which is actually the top 16 because there was a bunch of people. Tied there was that eight. many people. Yeah. So the whole story this weekend is Phil Mickelson winning Brooks Kepka comes in second, T2 with Louis Ustazen, also a pretty big story. That's it. No one has talked about anything outside of the top three players this week, which is insane to me because the next whatever, I guess that would be 13 people we have on this leaderboard. We have Harry Higgs, Paul Casey, Padraig Harrington. I think it's just pronounced Patrick. Patrick, Padraig, but, uh, Padraig Harrington. Yeah, either way. I don't know he's he's Irish. It, it happens. Um, Shane Lowry. Ricky Fowler, who also came from the clouds. From the clouds, wherever he, he decided from. to start playing um, golf. With a T8 for him. Uh, my boy, Scotty Scheffler. Colin Morikawa, defending champion, T8. Abraham Answer, Tony Finau, T8. Okay. T8, technically, I guess we would say T2, though, because it's the second high, the second score um, on there. So True. Uh, go, Tony. Um, or three, I guess that would be. Uh, John Rahm, Justin Rose. Kevin Streelman and Will Zalatoris to round up the quote unquote top 10. Like no one is talking about how stacked this leaderboard was. It's incredible. All because Phil at multi, I mean, at multiple points, he was at 10 under. So, which is like insane Will, for like how Will this and, yeah. and Kevin Streelman who finished at one under aren't really like too worried about catching that number one spot this weekend, but there's so many big names finishing in this top 10 and Ricky Fowler who has done arguably less than Phil Mickelson so far this season. Yes. Gets T8 and no one is talking about not that. a soul is talking. About <laughs> it's insane to me because Ricky Fowler has probably missed more cuts than like, like some of the, some of the anybody guys in those guys who just read anybody in those guys who just read, he has yeah. missed more cuts. Well, I mean, yeah, definitely for sure. He's, but like, he's been playing worse than like some of the guys that are consistently at the bottom of the leaderboards, and he just fires out a T eight this weekend. I mean, a minus one, but at this course, minus one is fantastic. Especially how I was playing. Holy yeah! So shout out to him. I did hear. Uh, I think they were talking about it on the broadcast that they were saying they they were talking to him, and he said some of the biggest wins he's had in recent time is just not having to pay Michael Jordan while they're playing golf together, <laughs> which, yeah, that's which a win. Got me thinking that's a win. about that's Michael a win. Jordan playing golf professionally. And I think that would probably be the next best thing to Tiger Woods. If yes. Michael Jordan decided he wanted to play golf can, can I'm surprised he didn't honestly, with how often he did golf. I'm kind of surprised he didn't go. And well, baseball didn't stick. work, but and apparently hey, he's a stick too. That's what I've heard. But I think he just likes really to know. bet. And he can't do that on tour. That's true. He would get kicked off tour. Um, other notables that I wanted to talk about um, before we go on to whatever else you had there. Uh, some big names that missed the cut. 
We had a lot of big names miss the cut this week. Uh, DJ missed it. Your boy X missed it. Uh, Adam Scott, Max Homa, Sam Burns, who had to withdraw with an injury, also had money on him. So that was kind of depressing. That one to hurts. See that yeah. happen on Thursday. And then Justin Thomas. I don't know if you saw this. I think you might have been. I don't know if you guys were on the plane still or if you guys were at at the house yet. But JT on 18 on Friday has one shot that would put him just at the cut line at minus at plus five and he misses it by an inch and a half or less. Oh. I don't even know. I don't even know if it was an inch and a half. Like it was so insignificant. Like the oh. look of defeat on his face when he missed the shot was like, I just wanted to hug him. Cause you, I you gotta so feel for that. Him oh. He was battling like, he was not having a great two days and he was battling his way back and he missed it by like probably less than a ball. Like that's how close it was. And it was just extremely painful to watch. Oh, um, yeah. So yeah. a lot of big names missing. Um, I, for some reason I, I wrote down Patrick Reed. I guess I was just hoping that he was going to miss the cut and he actually didn't miss the cut. Cause he did. <laughs> just, kind of, just, just kind of fingers crossed there. <laughs> Don't really know where I was going with that. But <laughs> I just, did, did the hatred for, for some reason. The hatred for Patrick Reed runs deep. It's well it, deserved. Okay. It, run, it runs deep. Um well deserved. Yeah. So a lot of big names missing the cut. And also you got to feel for um oh shoot. Uh yeah, you got to feel for big Kev, big Kev Streelman. You got to feel for him because he went plus three on Sunday. Yeah. And he finished the tournament at Minus, minus one, one, which means if he didn't go plus three, he would have been at minus four, which puts him T2. T2, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more money. <laughs> I mean, you're already splitting it with three other guys, but, like, you, you would have been it. T8 just didn't make any money this weekend. No, zero. There's everybody I, was actually, like, I, I want to see. I, don't, I didn't look on ESPN to see what they ended dollar. up getting. Because Brooks also lost a lot of money. A lot when, of money. He had a, he had a chance to take solo solo second this weekend. He just, he just missed, and he just didn't. He just didn't make it happen. This is weird. I don't like that we're recording on a Tuesday because now everything is changed to Charles Schwab. Right, yeah. So I have to, like, go through and you see You got to go back. Um, earnings for the week because I just like to see what everybody's earning. Phil Mickelson with a smooth $2.1 million. Okay, that that sounds good right there. Uh, Brooks Kefka and Louis Ustazen split evenly at $1,056,000. Uh, the people that were T4, which was, it looks like four of them walked away with 462,000. And the people that were T8, which normally gets you a pretty good chunk of change at a tournament, the people oh, that yes. were T8 walked away with $263,000, wow. which is still a lot, relatively speaking, because I won't make that in 10 years of work. But <laughs> relatively speaking for them, T8 coming home with 260K is not good. Yeah, but also multiply that number by nine. If someone even went solo eight, they win all that. Well, no, they don't win all that. Well, no, yes, but like they would get they would get whatever that would be. I guess it would be seven or something, and then everybody else would split. I don't yeah, know, something like that. But either, um, but yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a um, lot. That's a lot of moolah right there. Yeah, that's I could have I could have had that much money, but yeah, you yeah, don't like me. 
Yeah, well, it happens. It happens. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do <laughs> talk about it? I feel like you're, you're you're still beat up about it. I am beat up about it because I don't understand. I would be too. I would so, be too. So for for reference for people, I was trying to make a bet. I like I like doing um, random sports betting that pays out a lot of money for no reason. So what I did was I went ahead to the NFL season, and the sports book that I was betting on had obviously the odds for teams to win their division. So I did an eight team parlay. And I picked every team that was favored to be the worst in their division. So whoever had the the worst odds in their set of um, teams and the odds of that, like the odds in total of all those hitting was like 200 billion or something like that. So just out of curiosity, I went for it and I, I tried to see what it would be if I put like 50 cents down on this bet and it would have paid out like a billion dollars. And I never had this issue before, but when I tried to place the bet, I got a notification that it had to be reviewed and approved before it could go through. And I went on a little bit later and it was in my settled bets because it wasn't approved. (laughs) So I don't know what the limit is. If anyone does know the limit, message me and let me know because I'm going to find a random bet to put down for that much. But apparently you cannot make a bet that pays out a billion dollars on a sports book. uh, it's weird to me you're the one as a sports book you're the one that made those odds that's what i'm saying if it's so impossible for it to happen don't make the panthers plus 1100 to win their division sorry sorry not there okay there's that one that one ran deep that one ran deep um by the way are the eagles the worst for their division um yes Okay, I thought so because they should be but but (laughs) but the eagles were the eagles were like plus 450 i think Damn, they made the Panthers plus eleven hundred. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. <laughs> what well, I think it, like I think the I think the Texans have the worst and theirs are like twenty two hundred. Is like it just strictly is it just strictly based off Tampa Bay being in your division? I feel like that's yeah, Tampa Bay is minus two hundred in our division. Yeah. But like that's the Saints why. are also favored above us. Jameis Winston's gonna throw 70 interceptions this year. So like but also 70 touchdowns. Been. <laughs> gotta remember the even split go off <laughs> gotta remember gotta remember the even split okay um, so yeah that's kind of rude but that whatever. is rude i'd be so i'd be like i wouldn't be i wouldn't see the guy at the sports book who like that came across his review board and he went are you kidding me <laughs> no not doing that because that guy is so wrong what do you mean if i if i'm working on a sports book and i see someone pull a bet like that i'm going <laughs> yeah Go, dude, dude, sure. go for like, it. See what, like, my, my thing is, like, if you don't think it's going to happen, like, if you think if the odds are so good that I'm going to get that much money, odds are it's probably not going to happen. What are you worried about? The like, thing I mean, is, what is are the odds to, that yeah. even the Texans and the Jets win their division? Like, those were two of the teams that it was like, what are the odds that both of those even win? Like, come on. It's yeah, 50 seriously. cents. Take your 50 cents and be happy. About <laughs> Take it. your 50 cents and be happy. <laughs> See, that's 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 what I was about to say is if you look at it through the sports book eyes, your risk to reward ratio it's horrible. It's is so, so astronomically low. <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if I can find the number of what the odds were because it was like 200 billion. It was ridiculous. Well, to win 1 million on 50 cents, it would have to be something like that. Yeah. No, 1 billion. Oh, one billion. I'm sorry. It yes. was it was a fifty cent. You were, you were just going to be a millionaire. You're going to be a billionaire. That's on me. That's well, on if me. I put down ten cents, it would have been a few million. And I was like, that's not enough. It's not so enough. <laughs> we got to jack that up. <laughs> well, I, I originally put a penny down, but apparently you need a ten cent minimum. So I put that's down the ten rude. cent minimum. 
I was like, I was like, this is stupid, but whatever. Can't go turning this into like a, a penny slot scenario. That just seems kind of rude. Yeah, I tried doing the uh, the the penny slots that they have on there too. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I just lost right away. I was like, <laughs> you're like, well, this is this <laughs> is a waste like, of time. It was like you have a dollar bet, and I was like, cool, let's do this. And I pressed the button, and it was like, you lost. I was like, why? Okay, hold whatever. on, hold on. Um, why? It was. Oh, let me see if I can read this number. Two. Two zero three nine seven one six seven two seven zero. So that's seven hundred six hundred seventy two thousand um nine hundred seventy one million six hundred seventy. So it's two hundred three billion nine hundred seventy one million six hundred twenty six hundred seventy two thousand seven hundred plus. Plus. was the, <laughs> was the odds because it was because i did the worst odds in all of them it was the jets the cardinals the eagles the lions the raiders the Bengals, the panthers and the texans i don't know what you're talking about that sounds like division winners to me that's what i'm saying that that's so, i mean that sounds like the playoffs a little hold upset on. about that hold on that's, <laughs> that's what the playoffs are going to look like <laughs> that if it is how mad are you going to be? I mean, gonna, it's never going to happen, going, but I'm going to sue if that happens because that's my money that I deserve. I tried to make it. I deserve this life. money. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to bring it up with a sports book, but uh, we do have more <laughs> golf to talk about. We're not a football podcast. We're so not a football podcast, but also that was too funny to not talk about. But I do, <laughs> I do like football. So if anyone wants to talk about football with me, Go ahead, message me. I talk about it with our guy Tyler all the time. <laughs> we can uh, we can talk we can talk football in the uh, two man scramble. People ask us yeah, these kind that's of right, questions. Tyler, your Cardinals are also the least favorite in your division. So, <laughs> yeah, but they also have JJ Watt and could get Julio Jones. Julio Jones isn't going to the Cardinals. Hey, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins is making big big things on Instagram. Okay, I, he's not going to the Cardinals. Be really funny if it did. But anyways, we're a golf podcast. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this one's kind of a very sad thing to talk about, which I hate talking about because it's so dumb. But uh, yes, our 13-year-old phenom on the path to the U.S. Open, Lev Grinberg, ends his bid to be the youngest golfer in the U.S. Open in his entire history after a weather delay. Here's how the story reads from ESPN. After shooting a two over 74 at DAC's gold course, Grinberg was three over through five holes on the blue course, but had a short birdie putt on number six when the horns blew, suspending play for the second time that day. Uh, In a quote from Grinberg, it says, I just tried to play uh, my game and see what happens. I wasn't doing that bad the first 18, but then I got off to a rough start on the second 18. I wasn't really hitting the ball bad. The putts were just not going in, but it was fine. I couldn't ask for a better weekend. Hopefully I'll qualify next year. It's just so heart shattering. Uh, yes. So because of the. <sighs> two things, two things. Because of the weather. That's so. Well, dumb. it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily because of the weather. It was because the weather postponed the rest of the tournament and he had another yes. tournament that he had to go to. Yes. So one, that's stupid. I'm staying and trying to qualify for the U.S. Open if I think I have a chance. Agreed. So to me, that means that actually means that he didn't feel like he had a chance because I feel like if you feel like you have a chance, you stay. You stay. And no matter what the other tournament is, I don't. I don't think you pass up that opportunity if you think you have a chance. So I think he just thought he had a better chance where wherever he was going. Two, that is that shows like extreme maturity in a 13 year old to be like, eh, maybe I'll qualify next year. What? Yeah, that's what do you mean? Confidants. 
That's insane confidence. That the you, absolute. That like, eh, well, there's always next year. Like, yeah, right? Because there's, there's not. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> Buddy, not only are you missing an I in your name, because it should be Levi. I don't know what this whole Lev thing is. Uh, but second, no, it's it, there's not always next year. That's you know not many, how this you know works. How many things I tell myself I'm going to do by next year, and I just don't. You don't know how many times I've said, you know, Brian, you're just not going to drink this week. You had a rough weekend, and I end up having to drink on Wednesday. You know how many times that happens? Having to, you have to drink on Wednesday. There's no choice. I don't. I don't have to. Beer just opens itself. And it does. It, it floats out of the fridge, comes to me. And it's like, hey man, like you want to drink me? I know you want to drink me. Let's just let's just do this. Right, I and don't want to. I don't want to be the one to break this to you in case it's an issue. But I think your house is haunted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, possibly, or or it's the beer fairy. I don't know if you've. Uh... <laughs> you can't see it though. Like how how strong is this? Like a, a like yeah, a so... fairy? Like it has? It can carry like two hundred times its weight. No, yeah, but have you ever seen the movie Tooth Fairy with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yes, yes. Yeah, it, it's like that, except it's um, it's the who's that? Who's that lifter from Norway? Steve Austin. <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> never mind. It is Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he has two because obviously he needs one for himself. We need that movie. We need. <laughs> I need that to be a movie right now. Hollywood. The Beer Fairy <laughs> with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I wanted to name this episode Phil from the Clouds, but now I'm torn. Just, now I'm torn. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I want to go with now. Phil from the Clouds with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Stone Cold Steve Austin as the beer fairy. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Uh, uh, look know. out for that Photoshop because that's gonna be uh, <laughs> that's gonna be up and running soon. Stone Cold Steve Austin and his little little wings and his uh and his, <laughs> and his leotard comes prancing into my prancing into my room and goes, "You gotta have one beer. What? <laughs> Two beers. What?" Three beers and then, and then I'm drunk and it's, it's over. Because <laughs> three the, beers and then the, I'm drunk. The beer... <laughs> That's not what I meant, but funny enough, I'll tell you. <laughs> I didn't want to keep going because he goes to like 11. I'm pretty sure in this in that speech or whatever. He does include a tequila shot, which I would not be doing. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of like that. There's a beer fairy in my house, not haunted, just beer fairy. Uh, yeah, there's there's no guarantee that he's going to make the U.S. Open next year there's there's not even the idea of oh there's always next year because that is so hard to do and let me put this at that age yeah and let me put it in perspective for you dustin johnson who won the masters in november has missed the cut at the most recent two majors after that nothing is guaranteed (laughs) nothing is the guy who won the masters in november missed the cut at the next two majors like and you're just you're just a 14 year old thinking that Oh, there's always next year. I'll just qualify next year. Yeah, I mean, I got it. Okay. Look, look that's, either, it, right? that's either a lot of confidence or just a kid that knows he's good at golf and is like, who knows? Maybe I'll be another U.S. Open when I'm I'm older and, you know, can play on the PGA Mini Tours, the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I don't play golf as a career. Why not? Maybe next year. Maybe, maybe it's just I'll, a kid that – Maybe I'll be cool like Rick from, from the tips and do chess club. I don't know. And maybe I'll be cool like Brian from the tips and do ping pong club. I don't know. I don't know. The options are endless. <laughs> my life, my life has so many roads. I don't know which one to take. 
I'm going to go with chess and ping pong club. It just seems like too fun. Speaking of which road to take, I have a funny story about that. Um, oh, here we go. When I was out when I was out with Phil and Riley, I think it was, um, we were on this one hole and there was two ways you could go. There was a fork in the road and <clears> Phil goes, which way do I go? And I said, the path less traveled. You know what this man did? He drove straight down between the middle of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is reckless. <laughs> he's, just, he's a problem for golf courses all over the place. <laughs> caution to the wind. Tell me there was a tree. Please tell me there was a tree. No, too. it was my ran went straight down. Okay. Right. Stay true. <laughs> stay, stay true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. No, can confirm that he is not Drink. the. the, the <laughs> that's two. I don't even notice. Ah, okay. Sure that's two. Okay, and uh, you got to ride. Every I got to collect my thoughts again. <laughs> These not the mustard as Brooks after <laughs> which we will get into soon. Um, he's not the wingman you want when when navigating a vehicle, but also. You don't want him to be driving your golf cart. What you want Phil as is just a good dude to have next to you. He's a great passenger. He's a great great passenger, passenger, not a great navigator, and maybe not the best driver. But, hey, that's why there's three of us. He's a vibes guy. He's a vibes guy. He's He's on vibe control is is what (laughs) Phil does. He is the vibe police. Okay, If the vibes are low, he makes sure that doesn't happen. He's got to see the vibes all the way through. Speaking of vibes. He knows his role. Everyone, he, He knows his role. He's he good. knows his role. Yeah. And speaking of vibes, uh, Bryson was oozing the worst vibes, maybe of all time. You know, when I said that I was on the Bryson train, I'm on yeah. the Bryson as a golfer train because he's an absolute mountain who mashes the ball miles. Outside Bryson has, what was that? Outside of golf. Yeah. He's yeah. the worst human being. Yes. <laughs> the Bryson off the golf course. I can't stand. I just can't do it. Um, because... You gotta, you, if you're gonna be this mad scientist brand, you have to at least attempt to make it funny. You gotta stop being boring and slow and annoying. Why are you scared of ants, Bryson? Why does that anthill bother you so much? <sighs> Anyways, let's get into the actual story that happened. Uh, so there was a, there was a post round interview that uh, Brooks Kepka was doing. Um, thankfully it was pre-recorded because there was a couple expletives he threw in there just for, uh, just as for there giggles. are when he loses, which I appreciate because hey, I, he's an, cares. sometimes he's an emotional loser and that's all fine. And I'm okay with that. Cause you know, sometimes I am too. That's not as that a non issue like, for me. Yeah. I, I like that you use the word emotional and not sore because I don't think he's a sore loser. I think, no, 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 I no, mean, no. nobody likes losing. No. So I don't, I don't know that I would say that like he posted the picture of him and Phil basically saying it was awesome to play next to one of the greats. Congratulations on your win. And there's a lot of guys out there, um, Patrick Reed, that would not do something like that. Exactly. Just because yes. they're not like, they're not in that right mindset. I feel like. Um, so props mm-hmm. to Brooks for, for being um, what was the, what was the word you used? I forget already. Oh, for being emotional instead of a sore. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Basics, basics of this story is they're setting up for a post-round interview with Brooks. And <laughs> before the interview even gets started, out of the corner, you could see Brooks Kefka looking over to the side 
and just in so much disgust with whatever it was he was viewing. So you're seeing that and it's like, what's up? And you hear the loudest clacking of spikes on gravel walk directly behind the camera before an interview is about to take place, absolutely disregarding all of his surroundings. Smiling. And it's I'm pretty sure he was smiling. Oh, I guarantee he was smiling. I have to rewatch the video maybe in slow-mo, but I guarantee it. And it's Bryson DeChambeau, who, by the way, Bruce Kepka absolutely hates. I um, need a fist fight between the two of them. I that's a heavyweight it. bout right there. I just need it because I just need Brooks to put him in the ground and show him where he actually belongs. I'm I know afraid. Bryson's I know yeah. Bryson's strong, but like he's like weight room strong. Right. And I also feel like he doesn't have that sense of aggression that Brooks would be able to bring to a fight. Sure. Yeah. I think like the, like the I, pure think, I also think anger. I also think that because I, I don't think that Bryson actually dislikes Brooks. I think he just likes messing with him and it comes off as him being annoying and a jerk. Yes. And I think that Brooks genuinely dislikes Bryson. Yes. So I, agreed. I think in a fight, it gives Brooks the edge and I just need it. Um, <laughs> so the thing for- that didn't, didn't see it, I'm going to try to do my best and post this video on our page uh, yeah. because Brooks is just, he just looks so done with it. If you've ever, if anyone has ever seen that video, um, if you're a Phillies fan or not a Phillies fan, if anyone has ever seen the video of JT Romuto as, uh, who's the pitcher? I don't know. Who's it the was, pitcher that's coming in? Oh, uh, Jack, Hughes, um, Jack Hughes, who is, who was well known for literally sprinting high knees from sprinting out of the bullpen um also we had like a seven year of jt rolling his eyes as this sprint is happening maybe i'll put them together if i can find both the videos i'll do like the jt slide on the first one and then brooks on the next one also Um, shockingly similar faces that's what i'm saying they're like the exact same faces that's shockingly similar faces think of Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh, Bryson just doing whatever he wants to and messing with Brooks, but also Bryson did get messed with. I don't know if you saw the video of him on the one T box where he hit the shot and someone goes at a boy Brooksy. And then Bryson turns around and goes, whoever just said that needs to get out of here. So love it. funny love it so because he gets so mad for no reason. Like it's a joke. So Bryson, salty. Joke. So it. salty. Oh uh, yes. So Bryson DeChambeau completely interrupts this interview that yes was not yet happening but there's no like the light on a mobile camera that they use for these post-round interviews is not big enough for somebody from that distance away from the camera to notice is on or off okay <laughs> she's I just, i'm watching it again i'm gonna send it to you real quick so i have it like saved um so uh, yeah. that i can screen record it and post it on the page it's Sorry, just, just watching it again it's one of it's those just things. awful uh and brooks is just absolutely disgusted and uh, says on the mic, uh, I lost my train of thought hearing that bullshit. Fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And then... I love it so much. It... Oh, oh no. There's apparently more to this I didn't even know about. Um, So, this is after the fact, so hold on. Um, (laughs) Hold your horses, big guy. Are you talking about Bryson's comment? Yes. Oh, you didn't know about that? I just saw that. That's That's incredible. Um, yeah, and so he says that, losing his train of thought, thrown out curse words, and, and the guy was like, man, luckily this is, you know, not live. And Brooks is like, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> he's, he's so done with this kid. And then the video gets gets posted. 
because everybody's gonna find it duh gets leaked and (laughs) bryson comments on it on instagram and says you know you can fix spike marks now (laughs) i hate this i hate him so much (laughs) who wears metal spikes now nobody nobody on tour wears metal spikes why are you wearing metal spikes okay come on that's kind of funny though He's so annoying. He is, but that's kind of funny. I physically can't stand him as a human being. (laughs) On the golf course, he's okay. He finished like T17 this week, I think. But goodness gracious. I can't stand him as a person. He's just pick a narrative. Who do you want to be? Seriously. Or do you want to be the nerd? The nerd. I'm going to hit the ball seven degrees to the left that way when the wind that's going at 27 miles an hour southeast takes it it'll land exactly where i want like which one do you want to be yeah you can't like, be both. you can't the class clown is never good at math okay it's just a fact put that on a t-shirt <laughs> sell the hell out of that uh i think what the beauty of this it all encompassing what the beauty of this is is that this is two incredible golfers one in Bryson DeChambeau ranked fourth in the world and one in Brooks Kepper ranked seventh in the world who have such open hatred or at least Brooks has open hatred for for yeah. Bryson but Bryson just I guess trolls him I don't know what he's trying to do but I either way actively troll <clears throat> each other right and Brooks is just a little more serious about it Brooks just straight up doesn't <laughs> like him but we have this beef with each other on a national stage and it's two of the top 10 golfers in the world who are also, by the way, going to be Ryder Cup teammates. Let's put that out there. That's going to be <laughs> that's, so exciting to watch. That's going to be incredible. Who, Please, please, for just the sake of the meme, make them, make them a duo. Please make them, make them partners. Make them match. Yes. Make them wear the exact same thing. Bryson can wear his stupid Puma stuff, and yep. no offense, Phil. I know Phil wears Puma now because he yeah, he's Phil's, cool. I think uh, he likes it for Ricky. I don't think Brooks, he's much of the. Bryson that's fair. If it's point, for yeah. Ricky, then it's fair. If it's yeah. for Bryson, yeah, that, we'll argue that. And Brooks can wear his his stupid Nike hats that they keep making. I don't know what is going on with those Nike hats Very right now. Designs. Why can't we just stick with the plain colors? Like, come on, it's um, not good enough. Nike not good enough. Nike is struggling right now on the on the apparel department. Yes, agreed. They keep coming out with just the weirdest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, stick with main colors man come on people yeah. buy that stuff not really the point of the conversation that we're having honestly no, but that's, that's what, the way i honestly went. don't know what the point of the conversation we're having is because i'm that off track right now what i was saying was is please make them partners for the Ryder cup yes please do that. Do that. please make them do alternate shot together <laughs> just for the meme just that's all i want they don't have to win they should do alternate no, they should they should do like a scramble, a best ball scramble. Oh, because then they have to talk it out and decide whose ball they is better. They have to talk to each other. They have to talk I mean, to they each- would have to. Oh, they have to decide whose ball is better. Ball is better, yes. Ah! We need a we need a two ball a two ball best ball scramble between Bryson and Brooks at the oh right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. Could you imagine if they were the alternate shot, uh, one of the alternate shot teams uh, for the Ryder Cup, and they That'd ended up amazing. like breaking a Ryder Cup record for lowest score? 
Like it, it probably honestly would be close if they were both on their game because they're but just trying to up each other the entire the, time. The two ball best ball, I think, would be fantastic though, because there's going to be a point during the round where they both drive the ball to the almost the exact same spot. And Bryson's like, Yeah, but my ground is three degrees flatter than yours, so we should use mine. And Bryson or Brooks probably just punches him in the face in that exact <laughs> at, moment. <laughs> at that point, I imagine Brooks grabbing a random club out of not even looking and just beating him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> random club out of his bag and just like doing almost like a like a walking happy gilmore just walks to the ball and smacks it and goes that's the shot we took and then just drops his club and walks <laughs> oh, oh that's incredible it's so bad oh I need it so bad. I'm so glad that this you is know that would happen at some point that their balls would, would be like almost next to each other, and Bryce would be would. like, "We should take mine. <laughs> we should absolutely take mine." Yep, <laughs> can confirm we should do that. Thank you. <laughs> so that's that's the PGA news we got for you this week. As you can tell, I don't know if you so really many need anything else. I don't. Know. I don't know if you need anything else. Uh, there's so many things happened. Um, so many, so many amazing things. Uh, to touch on the LPGA, that was the Kings Mill Championship at the Kings Mill River Course. Uh, a one Wailing Sue ended up winning that tournament. Um, looking like um, Jessica Corda came in third. Uh, but yes, Sue came in first with a total score of 13 under, shooting a three under in round four. So good for her and good for the game of women's golf. Also uh, shout out to being there. Yeah. Also shout out to uh college women's golf because uh yes we flew United on the way home and they had women's golf on TV. So I watched you're watching it. Because why not? You're watching it with with glee. With much glee, yes. Even though I was asleep for, for most of it, but every time I woke up, it was on the TV. It was on the TV. Yeah, it was, was there. Watching. Those watches were horrible. I kept pressing the channel button every time, so it would yeah. just change on me. It was so weird. It was right where, where my those. elbow was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, why did you put it all the way back there? Put up horrible. towards the hand, you know? Like, it just makes no sense to me. Put they up towards to the consult, hand. They need to consult our aviation master, Phil Mickelson, on, uh, on how to make a plane work correctly. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because he's he's the one that knows about these things, obviously. Thank you much. Uh, alrighty. So now we are going to uh, move into. Are we doing the uh, the Charles Schwab? The Charles Schwab. Yes. Man, we spent a lot of time on on the PJ Championship. All right. We've been going for about an hour now. Woo! So, <laughs> we'll make this quick. We swear. Track a lot too. So like, I think like maybe ten minutes of that is probably PJ Championship talk. But you're welcome, because I think the people appreciate when we get off track even more than they appreciate the uh, the golf talk sometimes. Uh, to, we'll make this one quick. So the Charles Schwab, what are you laughing at now? I love the power rankings, and oh, no. I found the one of the week. With the power ranking of the week? Give it yeah, to me. Yeah, the power ranking of the week. Okay. <laughs> Number 13 in the power rankings this week. None other than your new defending champion of the PGA Championship, Phil Mickelson. For some reason this week, they decided to start everything, every single person's <laughs> thing off with their age before and the, the number of appearances that they've had at this event. So <sighs> Phil Mickelson's reads age 50 in parentheses, the word duh, because <laughs> everybody knows <laughs> 17th appearance. The PGA champ could double down on sharpening his focus or he could again in parentheses, rightfully bask in his historic achievement, but he's a two time winner at Colonial. So. 13 it is. 
Yep. I think it's hilarious that they put duh. Yeah, that's just because that's literally everything everybody's been talking about. Everything. Um, again, Ricky Fowler, T8, and just all nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. <laughs> other yep. yeah, other notable people in the top 10 of the power rankings that uh we can touch on. Actually, everybody in the top 10 is is pretty much notable. That kind of uh, makes sense. Yeah. A lot of these guys have been playing some pretty good golf. Kyle Morikawa, who I was hoping would uh would come through a little bit more last week. He did get like a T, I think he was T14 or something like that. He was he was pretty good. I think he might have uh, been one of the T8s, if I'm not mistaken. Kyle Morikawa. He was. One. He was one of the T8s. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, Jordan Spath. Jordan Spath. Number two in the power rankings. Daniel Berger rounding up the top three. Uh, your boy, Justin Thomas, who had a, like I said. Uh, Heart-shattering moment. Heart-shattering oh. uh, 18th hole on Friday. Uh, Abraham answer who played actually really well this week. And a lot of people are actually saying that he, he had a chance to win the PGA mm. uh, with how, with how he was going into it mentally and physically. Uh, and again, I think he was one of the T8s, if not one of the T4s. Uh, uh, yes, he was one of the T8s. He was one of the T8s. Yep. So, so many of them. Uh, good on him. Uh, my man, Scotty back in, back in the top 10 of the power rankings at number six, we got Scotty Corey Jeff. Connors who's been playing some really good golf was leading on Thursday uh at the pga this week so the canadian uh, wonder kid yeah he's doing all right um neiman you you got this come on (laughs) come on come on i don't remember was it is it is it come on (laughs) is it yo no not yo no no joe kwan no No. not oh my god (laughs) at this point just call him quinoa it's quinoa neiman (laughs) Even. <laughs> Joaquin? Joaquin, yes. Joaquin, Joaquin, oh, man. that's the one. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> number nine, no one cares about. Uh, Justin Rose at number 10. Oh, God. Joaquin Neiman. Uh, there he is. So, I mean, we do actually have a little bit more to talk about this week regarding um, the tournament because bit, yeah. we're recording on Tuesday, which means that we have the featured groups out. Indeed, we do. Which we is got. exciting because we almost never have that. No. Um, I sent you that, didn't I? I'm trying to find it now and I can't. The feature, the feature groups? Yeah, I thought I sent it to you, but I guess not. I don't not. think you did. We can Google this. We have the powers. We have technology. We have technology. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right here. Okay, so okay. featured groups. We got Phil Mickelson, Daniel Berger, and Jordan Spieth. Stellar group. I love that. Ooh, that's uh, nice. Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, and the crazy man himself, Billy Horschel. Haven't heard much from him since. I haven't Del. no. Haven't heard much from him since Dell. So haven't heard a lot from him since the meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin Rose, the Michelin Man, and Joaquin Neiman. Joaquin. Um, that'll be an interesting group. Ryan Palmer, Sergio Garcia, who also actually played pretty well this week. Yes, Sergio uh, did play. And well. Kevin Kisner, the man. Kevin Kisner. Uh, those are all that they have in the featured groups. So uh, one that I kind of like is um, Kyle Stanley, Lee Westwood, Harry Higgs, nine thirty-eight. Oh, I love it. I hope Harry that's, Higgs. That's kind of nice. Week. I hope Harry Higgs wins this week. I would very much enjoy a Harry Higgs win. Um, also, the <laughs> the nine sixteen a.m. with Sung J M, Brandon Todd, and Pat Perez. I just want to like Sung J M with his swing. Nine sixteen, you said. Yeah. You ever seen Pat Perez's video where he imitates uh, Sung J.M.'s swing? 
No, that sounds amazing, though. Really funny. He goes, what, what does he do? Does he stop? Does he stop at the top or is it just really slow? What, what does he do? <laughs> oh, wait, no. I think, yeah, I think that was Hideki Matsuyama's swing. He was, he was imitating. Yeah, Hideki, Hideki pauses at the top. Uh, no, Sungjae is the one who pauses at the top. Yeah, okay. So it's Sungjae who pauses yeah, Sungjae, and Hideki Sungjae just goes slow. Long pause. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a good group. I like that. Yeah, I, I just like watching Pat Perez. He's just... Unhinged like is okay with finishing anywhere, really, that makes money. And he's and he's good to go. He's a happy guy after that. Exactly. <laughs> so who do you got winning this week? Uh who I actually have this week. Um if you're not really like a on it. Yeah, like if it's not really a, a like a from out of nowhere pick, I just think that he's been playing some good golf and could probably get it done. And I actually like really believe in to be able to win this is actually the guy who's ranked number one overall, and that's Colin Marikawa. Okay, I can really I can really see it. I mean, I know it seems like a favoritism pick at this point because he's number one in the power rankings, but yeah, I've gone off the board before, people. I don't I don't just go off the power rankings. Okay, that's fair. Well, if you want me to get wild, I'll say Harold Varner the third. Okay, let's just yes, let's, let's, let's go HV three. Let's just get unhinged. I'm there for an HV three win. This whole episode has been not even close to being on the tracks. So let's just no, have yeah, at we are it. Just like if we're if we're on a train, we're like on some other form of track. I was going somewhere with that, but I couldn't you think of anything. Almost else that had was on it. The track. You um, have you taken your Nyquil already? I no, it's right here. I'm about to. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> I was gonna say. Are we have, free? have we reached that point of the episode? Yet. I just couldn't <laughs> think of anything else. That, what uh, what else is on a track? Um, NASCAR. I don't know. Well, I meant like a horse like a, attached to a track, not like oh. a, a race track. Yeah, no, I got nothing. See, see that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, yeah, you almost had so, it then. I'll yeah. So it. so whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of torn between um, number five and number six in the power rankings because I really want to see my boy Scotty pull one out this week. Um. But I'm feeling an Abraham answer win. He has okay. been playing. He I has like been that. Playing some pretty good golf. It's his um, fourth appearance here. I'm going right off the power rankings uh, reading here. Um, arguably the best fit with best form. Fifth at the Valspar, second at the Wells Fargo, and T8 at the PGA uh, hmm. to end the drought of breakthroughs at Colonial, where he placed T14 last year. Okay. So, yeah, no, I can see that. I can see I, that. I do, I do like. I, I do want to see Abraham Answer be more successful on tour. Um, he's pretty successful. I mean, he he, he, he is. Yeah, made three million dollars. Um, five top tens. He doesn't have any victories though, so I'm excited yeah. for him to finally get his first victory. Mm-hmm. And I do see it coming this week at the Charles Schwab because cool. the competition isn't super elite with a lot of the yeah. guys from the PGA sitting out but there is competition there so there's plenty of it nice excuse me um i think it'd be really nice to see him get his first win in i would say i wouldn't say a mediocre field i would say kind of like a moderate to kind of hard field uh it'd be nice to see that so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with abraham answer on this one right on i'm just gonna go hv3 because let's just why not yeah, what's, the, what's the worst that could happen? Don't listen to um, me though. Um, if you are taking my advice for betting purposes, because I bet on like eight people this week and none of them were <laughs> Phil Mickelson. So, oh god, oh oh boy. All right. Um, yes, I believe it is two man scramble time. If I'm not mistaken, two man scramble time. It is that time. It's time for Rick to take his Nyquil. Oh man, you just nailed that. 
I think I only had like one and a half servings left, so I just took it all. That is by far not enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm trying need to be more. Dead. <laughs> you, you need more. <laughs> we we slept like maybe twelve hours. From I don't the think span I got Friday. I think I got Monday. eight or nine. It's ridiculous. I, think I got eight or nine. This whole team no sleep thing is a horrible <laughs> idea. It should never be brought up again. Okay. Nobody joined. Nobody joined. Nobody joined team no sleep because if sucks. nobody joins, eventually it'll stop. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Um, okay. So we got a couple of things here. First one, uh, we got fielded from somebody we were actually on vacation with. Our our buddy, our buddy Noah. Respect to you, buddy. Thanks for All sending right. us something, Noah. Thanks for sending. Thanks for sending. Um, he said, could you hit this shot without hitting someone and now i don't know how well this is going to work with you guys seeing it on the youtube channel but here's a shot of oh can you hear me here's a yes, shot of phil surrounded by people and i would say maybe about five feet of space on either side and i believe a very tiger-esque looking picture a very tiger-esque looking picture and i believe if i'm not mistaken that was a long iron in his hand um, and he asked, could we make that shot without hitting someone? No. My first reaction is absolutely not. Cause it would stress me out with those people being around me. Uh -huh. Do I have confidence that I could hit a shot like that straight? Yes. With that many people around me about five feet on either side. Absolutely not. I'm going to hurt somebody on accident. <laughs> Let me put it this way. If what you're saying is true, he had a long iron. I don't remember the specific shot. This happened multiple times because he was just—he was pretty much Tiger all weekend. Um, he had being the crowd following him, him up 18 on Sunday. Like, literally looked like Tiger for a few seconds. Like, if you looked away and you just saw the crowd, you'd be like, "Tiger's playing this week." He wasn't. It was Phil. Um, Big Phil. No, actually asked me this question in person, and I just didn't want to forget it. So that's why I had him say no. Um, like that. Yes and no. I think the people in the general vicinity of where I'm shooting are safe. Mm -hmm. I think nobody else is <laughs> because the ball is definitely not going straight forever. So <laughs> other patrons farther down the line are not okay. Unless I have my 60 degree in my hand, which in that case, the person directly to my right is getting a nut shot. <laughs> that they will not appreciate they will not enjoy it <laughs> because I for some it. reason every time i hit try to hit a full 60 degree swing recently i just skull it directly to my right mm. so i don't know what's yeah, going that's... on there um but yeah those people are in grave danger and they should have helmets on probably grave grave danger <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's so much all righty uh funny enough actually all three questions we have are about phil which you should, probably should be expected. But question number two is, should he be a lock for the Ryder Cup this year? No. No. No, he should not be. Uh, should he now be considered? Maybe. No. Really? No? Not even no, consideration? No top 20s besides this But win? he's done the Ryder Cup before. He's been there. He knows that. Yeah, but – consistency is key um i know yeah, i know true. that experience is important in the, especially in a rider cup situation uh but consistency in your playing is key and he just hasn't been playing consistently enough i think yes. there's a lot of other guys that i would rather have out there on the rider cup team i think if um kevin streelman's the captain right uh no it's um oh shoot what's his name it does start with it's two S's. I do know that, but 
what is his name? Dang it. I don't oh. remember. Right. Um, but if he is not the captain. Steven Stricker. Steven Stricker. There it is. Uh, if Steven Stricker is not the captain, I think Phil would be the captain. Agreed. Like he would be, he would be my captain like pick. If I was like, I like, we like a, if we were doing like a draft, like a, like a Ryder cup draft, I think I would pick him as the captain because I it'd like be that. nice to have him out there for the name sake. And he does play good golf occasionally mm-hmm. uh, now. Cause he has the two wins on the senior tour and he now has yeah. the PGA. Uh, but as far as consistency and like, leaning on him to win in the Ryder cup i would say no i wouldn't i wouldn't consider him okay actually yeah i like that that whole i would pick him as a captain thing i like that a lot actually uh because i i completely agree with you and yeah no he's probably not going to be even considered for the Ryder cup there's just too many good american golfers right now that are just playing astronomically better than he is so just take your pga championship win which by the way is still badass and And you start. Oh, yeah. I mean, not taking anything away from his PC. Not at all. No. All right. Last question for the two man scramble. Which major victory was more improbable, Tigers 2019 Masters or Phil's 2021 PGA Championship? I got to say, Phil's, honestly. I want to check something real quick. So elaborate on that. Okay. So I think it's, I think it's lefty just because. Seriously, just because Tigers, it almost always felt like he was going to come back and win, and he was going to win big. It just all—it almost always felt like that was what was going to happen because it's—it's Tiger. It's just—it is what he is. It's what he was made to do. It did not feel like that for Phil because everybody's conversation about Phil recently is when's he going to the broadcasting booth, and how many wins is this guy going to get on the PGA Champions Tour? Like, we were already discussing retirement for Tiger. When he came back, it was more of a conversation of when is he going to win again? It was never like, uh, oh, we should probably retire by now because it's Tiger, you know? They're having that conversation with Phil, but not about Tiger. So that's why I think Phil's would be – because the question is improbable. I think Phil's would be more improbable because everybody kind of expected him to retire within the next two years and probably not have another win, but he just won a major, you know? No, that's fair. I I get that. Um I would also have to say, Phil, uh, for the main reason of just overall wins Mm. on the PGA Tour, he has six major championships and 45 PGA Tour wins. Tiger is somewhere in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, as far as total wins. 82 in wins. And what is is his majors? What is it, 17? 17 or 18, I forget. Like something around there. I'm trying to remember if it was 17 before the 2019 Masters. Um, after i can't remember so just based on numbers alone i think phil's the most improbable uh he has 15 uh major championships okay um just on just based on that alone i think phil's more improbable because tiger did it so well for so long yeah and everything that was causing him to not be playing well at golf was completely off the course it wasn't just because he was bad for those years like it was all things happening off the course that were exactly that were yeah. working against it's not like it was bad golf yeah so i wouldn't i wouldn't say it was more improbable i would say that it was more anticipated mm-hmm. because people were more i think yeah. i think people were more excited for tiger's first win back like mm-hmm. real golf fans obviously agreed not yes like, not the people that are like casual golf fans and like worry more 
I mean, obviously we need to worry about the stuff that happened off the course, but like, right. Yeah. Like the golf fans that are like huge tiger fans. And they're like, they're like, tiger's the best golfer ever. I mean, he is um, <laughs> correct <laughs> answer. Yes. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here to be completely honest with you. Um, but yeah, I cool is kicking in it, it, it hit quick tonight. Um, <laughs> like a truck. <laughs> there he is. That should be a little segment we do where we just talk about whatever, we can talk about well guys just just assume that when the two-man scramble begins rick has popped his nyquil and things are about to get trippy things are about to get trippy (laughs) start talking about my round from this weekend which we still have to get to we still do have to get to that almost an hour and a half into the show we've got a long one to listen to tonight sorry Um, (laughs) folks (laughs) sorry (laughs) not sorry whoopsies Um, but yeah i would say i would say people were more excited about tiger's win but Phil's win was definitely more improbable. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Uh, yes to that. All right. We got a one more thing for the two-man scramble. We have Rick's round in Florida. Yeah. My I first... stayed on the beach because I'm a big beach guy. Um, Translation. Judge me or, or judge I me stayed if you on want the to. beach because I am a loser and didn't want to take the opportunity to golf in Florida. All righty. Yeah, that's <laughs> – these are the things I expect. Uh, but anyways, Rick, <laughs> tell us about your round, buddy. Yeah, so we were down in Florida this weekend, uh, just a little little friends trip with our friends from college. Uh, Gina made a friend in the Disney College program, Kirk. Shout out Kirk. I know he sometimes listens. Um, went with him and mine and Brian's roommate, Firm from college, aka Flurm. We, we went to Highland Woods Golf Club in. Bonita Springs, I think. No, Fort Myers is where he lives. Um, so Kirk lives on the golf course, which was really nice because mm-hmm. one, we got a cheaper rate. Uh, we paid like half of what people usually pay. So it was like 40, which is great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, and we got to stop at his house like halfway through and grab like drinks and go to the bathroom and stuff like that. So that was nice. nice. Um, I did not belong here at all. No. Brent and I said from the minute we walked into that course, we were like, we don't belong here. We need to figure something out right now. We need so to be elsewhere. It's obviously gated because it's a private course and right. they have to make sure everything's gated. So we go through the gate and everything. We're pulling up. This place is gorgeous. Okay. I posted the one picture on our page already. So anybody who saw um, saw that one, that was, I believe the driving range one was the one that I posted. So the driving range, with I've never the, been to with a private the clock course. too. That's, that's yeah. cool. I've never been to a private course before. So this was just extremely overwhelming for me. Mm. Um the driving range had free driving range balls that you just, oh, you just so they had a parking. So spot. nice. They had parking spots behind the driving range that you pull your golf golf cart up to, mm-hmm. and then they had different driving like bays that you could hit into, and you just go up, and there's just balls, there's balls, there's tees, okay, there is um what are they called, uh alignment sticks. There's just alignment oh, wow. sticks just like sitting there. I don't know why don't have to be, you don't have to bring your own your golfers need those, but um, there's alignment sticks and tees and just everything. I just hit on the driving range. And then when you feel comfortable with that, you go over to putting green, which is right across the street. And there's like 20 holes on this putting. How big was the putting (laughs) green? You think what? How big was the putting green? You think it was massive. Um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to like, compared to anything that everyone would would be able to understand it was it was a pretty it was a pretty big putting green though um so you go over there and just put around a little bit and then first tee box 
I'm not going to go through everything because that's a lot, and mm. I don't remember it all. First <laughs> tee box on the right is just the rest of the golf course, mm-hmm. and on the left is just a row of houses. Oh, my God. That's so stressful. That is so stressful. Left, okay. Oh. I'm using clubs that I've never touched before in my life. Like, I've never even seen these clubs before because Kirk just lent them to us. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea how these clubs are hitting. I hit them a little bit on the range. I was hitting them okay. So I pull out the driver that I had. By the way, this thing is from like the 90s, I think. It's square. So Love I don't it. really know if that affects anything. It Love affected that. me mentally, though, for sure. Um, <laughs> um, first tee shot of the day directly into a porch on one oh, of the houses. No. On the left. Oh, no. Uh, so I had to take a drop. Oh, boy. Right next to the houses on the left. Oh. Second shot of the day. I line up again, so brand new clubs, no idea how these things are hitting. I'm still like kind of waking up because we were up super late the night before. Hashtag Second team shot, no sleep sucks directly into a balcony. Oh, <laughs> so, we're two shots in. <laughs> I lost two balls already. Oh man. I started Bloody. the day. I started the day with a with a nine. It was oh. not a good start to the day. Um we did like uh so we did there was, since there was three of us we did kirk and firm were scramble team against mm. me in the first nine and then we switched and firm came with me against and it was us against kirk on the second nine mm. horrible idea because i just didn't have my game that day so i just got smashed you're just I, getting demolished i think yeah. i lost like um i think i lost like three and four or something like that on the front oh, nine. Like, it was so bad uh, <laughs> it was it was real rough on, on the front nine um but yeah the course was gorgeous um par threes i excel at which i usually am am, am pretty good with because it's, it's usually my wedges that i'm pulling out so mm-hmm. don't usually do too bad with that but yeah it was a great time great day uh course was gorgeous i have other pictures that i'll be posting like periodically if i remember to uh of some of the holes that were just really nice they had bathrooms they had full bathrooms like every six holes which was insane that's incredible yeah and just a porta potty like we get yeah and a full like water like like a water machine with ice and then like cup dispensers with like full like styrofoam cups nice straws everything love that it was insane Love that um definitely the nicest course i've ever been to definitely the worst course i've ever been to because Mm. i lost about 50 balls oh man Um, i was really excited because because in Pennsylvania, we have all trees. It's just mm-hmm. everything is trees. And I was like, cool, we're going to Florida. It's a little more open. Yeah, a little more links. Yeah, it's not. It's houses. not. Open. Houses, huh? No, those little stupid bushes that they have in Florida. I don't know what they're <laughs> called. But they're damn bushes. And literally, your ball goes in it. And I swear, there's like a little, like a little, um, there's a little fairy or like a troll. Just Fun comes. fact, it's actually also Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, it's just Steve Austin, <laughs> the ball thief. He just comes out of the ground and just steals your ball. Um, Stone so Cold I lost Steve Austin stars is by like hole three. And then I was like, you know what? We're not using the Q stars anymore. I'm putting gonna, those away. I'm just going to find another ball and put them that. away. Yeah. Uh, so I just used random balls for the rest of the day because I didn't want to lose all of my Q stars. True. Agreed. Um, but yeah, it was a good day, good round. Um, Florida golf is fun. I'm gonna be doing it again in August when we yeah. get me. So I will be posting more stuff from that too. Hopefully that goes better because I'll have my actual clubs with me. We'll be bringing those. I feel like it should. 
I hope like it, it should go better. I hope it will. Um, so yeah. All righty. Well, glad you had fun, buddy. It sounds incredible. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was a good uh, time. And as always, thank you for listening to this episode of From the Tips. Especially oh, this long. Thanks, yeah, everybody. Thanks for making it all the way. This <laughs> uh, we will catch you guys next week. Uh, we're probably going to be back on schedule, but we'll let you know if we're not. So we'll yeah. catch you guys then. Thanks, guys. See you later.